Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. a.k.a. the Word Church. You know, I'm thinking about faith over this last weekend, Vince, and faith takes so many different forms. Oh, yes, it does. We can take faith <laughs> in all kinds of things. You know, people don't realize this. You actually live by faith every day. Uh, you go through a green light because you have faith that everybody on the other side that has red, they're going to stop. You, yes. You drive down the road on the right-hand side, and you have faith that everybody on the other side is going to stay in their lane. I'm, we operate by faith all day, every day. Now we talk about faith in ourselves. We talk about faith in Christ. And I was reminded of the scripture in Galatians chapter 3, where Paul says to them, You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by observing the law or by believing what you heard? Verse 3, are you so foolish after beginning with the Spirit, are you now trying to attain your goal by human efforts? And it is so easy for us as Christians to fall back into the old habit of having faith in ourselves, to believe that we can save ourselves, to believe that we can somehow do enough that God will have to accept us. I heard years ago a pastor say, Legalism creeps into the church because it becomes Jesus and. Jesus and I wear my hair right. Jesus and I wear the right clothes. Jesus and I don't have tattoos. Jesus and I do whatever it is that you think. Jesus and I don't play cards. Jesus and I don't go to the movies. Jesus and I don't do this or I do do that. And we need to remember as Paul writes to these Galatians, that it's about Jesus. He says, did you receive the Spirit by obeying the law? Did you receive the Spirit by doing all those things? Or did you receive the Spirit by faith in Jesus Christ? And as believers today, we have to ask ourselves the same question. Because it does, it creeps in that when a person comes to church, they have to have a certain look. You know, a biker comes, somebody comes up a Harley with their big leather jacket. Obviously, he ain't saved. Well, obviously, we probably better clear the building because we don't want to sit by him because he's probably, he's allowed to do anything. And so, if a person comes in, husband and wife, they've got the requisite 2.1 children and everybody's scrubbed and looking fine, what do we automatically assume? Well, they must be Christians because they look like Christians. Mm-hmm. Are we putting our faith in ourself and how we look and what we do? Or are we putting our faith in Christ? Well, Jesus said something very interesting in Mark eleven twenty three. He says, in Mark eleven twenty two. he says, have faith in God. Okay, that's the command. 
You didn't say have faith in your government. We went, we go through this all the time. You didn't say have faith in your politicians, your mama, your daddy. He said have faith in God. Well, I don't have any tattoos, so I must be a Christian. Well, again, have faith in God. And and that faith in God, the scripture, there's this verse in Galatians 3, 6. It, look, it says, just as Abraham believed God. So we can read that like this. Just as Abraham had faith in God, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Therefore, know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. So look at verse 9. So then those who are of faith are blessed blessed Abraham. God's only interested in you believing and trusting on him through his son, Jesus Christ. That's why Paul preached, uh, I preached Jesus Christ and him crucified. And Jesus paid for it all, every sin. And if you don't have faith in Jesus and you just got all these works, well, I do this, do that, do that. But And there's so many people are sitting in buildings, church buildings every Sunday. They, they're they there and they think in their good works is putting them in right standing with God. There's only one thing that puts you in right standing with God, and that's you having Receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Good scripture says, right I know. The scripture <laughs> says in, in, in John, as many as received him, he gave them the right or the authority to become children of God. So you have to receive. And the scripture also said to Timothy, there's only one mediator between man and God, and that's the man Christ Jesus. So you have to receive Jesus. You got to receive God through Jesus, because Jesus said it again. No one comes to the Father except through the Son. So. And you have to always remember, I tell Christians this every Sunday, you have to always remember Jesus paid for it all. It's not by your works. It's by faith that we are saved through grace and not of works of your own. That don't mean we don't do good works. We do right. good works we're saved because. saved good works. Yeah, and we do good works because that's who we are now. We're new creations in Christ, and we let our light so shine that others may see our good works and what? And glorify God, our Father who are who is in heaven. So we don't not do good things, but we don't do those good things to be justified. Jesus justified us. Scripture says, for he who knew no sin was made sin for us that we may become the righteousness of God. So we we gotta stop this judging and condemning other people because we all were ex something. Everybody was an ex something. So we kinda get into church and we get bewitched. We get we forget. All we went, we all were sinners saved by grace, and we still have to come to the throne and ask for forgiveness. That's what that scripture is in First John one nine. That's for Christians. It says, if you confess your sins, He's faithful and just to forgive you your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. It's still in in Jesus in Christ. You can't just you can't do enough good works to get in God's good grace. You still have because you still have shortcomings. I don't care how much you gave to blah, 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 or this organization or that organization. If you did it out of faith, you did it just because you look at me and patted yourself on the back, God didn't get any glory out of that, and he knows your heart. <laughs> he knows all of our hearts. You could go to any street corner and ask 100 people, are you going to heaven? And probably almost every one of them is going to say yes. Right. If you then ask them why, you're going to hear stuff like, well, I usually do mostly good stuff. I'm a I've good done, person. I'm a good person. I do more good than bad. Uh, my grandma was a Christian. You're going to hear all kinds I of stuff. I hear all of that all the time, Richard, because I'm like the real street pastor. I'm out there all the time engaging people. I hear those 
all the time. Right, you know, especially and, I'm a good person. <laughs> right, people. And I, and I, the one I hear the most is, I do more good than bad. And so, like, there's some cosmic scale where it's all being judged out, and as long as you do more good than bad. But here's what happens with even in Christian churches, people sitting in church start to think mm-hmm. that it's the sitting in church that saves them. Or I read my Bible or I bring my Bible or things like that's what saved them. I was talking to somebody not too long ago, and they said, you know, I'm pretty sure that my uncle was a Christian. In fact, I know he was a Christian. In fact, I know he's because, you know, he started going to church and he did a lot of work around the church. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? It's a great thing to go to church. It's a great thing to do work around the church. But if you didn't put your faith in Jesus Christ, you're not going to heaven. And if you're not doing it out of a spirit of love, if you're doing it out of a spirit of look at me and thinking that's going to get you some penance or some goody score points with God, you did it out of the wrong motives. And God's always interested in motive. Are you doing it out of the spirit of love? That's why Jesus said, bless those that persecute you. Pray for those who spitefully use you. He wants everything to be done out of love. And whatever's not done out of faith, the scripture says it's evil. And faith equates to love because God is love. God gives us faith. So, And I think that's what happened, what Paul was revealing to us as well as to the Galatians. Who's bewitched you? Why had you started off in faith? He said, you got it by hearing of faith, and now you're trying to put it on these people to work for it. I, I remember when I got first got saved. Uh-oh, I'm going to step on some toes right now, but that's okay. Jesus is in the house. He's a healer. So uh, at first, I was at home. I just God just revealed himself to me in 1999. So I'm at home. Somebody, My wife gave me a little Bible, just New Testament, one of those little New Testaments, and I'm reading it. I started at Matthew. By the time I get to Romans chapter 10, I found out how to get saved. If you believe in your heart, just like Abraham, and confess with your mouth that God sent Jesus and he raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. As I got to Romans, after starting at Matthew, I get to Romans and I read that, I believe that, and I declared that. And I went to this religious well, church. Well, you weren't in church, though, so uh-uh, you couldn't get well, saved because you weren't in a church I was building. In the, I was in my bedroom in my home. But here's the deal, though. I went to this religious church that my wife was attending at the time, those, those ones that were bewitched. And uh, I went and told the pastor's wife, because she was pretty much running the whole thing. I went to her like a little kid. I said, guess what, sister so-and-so? I got saved. I got saved. I was like a little child, all happy, because I I believed I received, and I believed what the Word says. And that settled it for me. And I went and told her that Sunday that I was saved. And she looked at me. She said, boy, I told her, guess what, sister so-and-so? I got saved. I'm born again. She said, boy, you ain't saved. I'll let you know when you're saved. (laughs) Man, I turned around like the rich young ruler, saddened at that saying. She just bust my bubble. But I did what the word says. I just believed the word, and I guess it was accounted to me for righteousness. But I went to share the good news, and she told me. But see, her evidence of being saved was seeing you spit out tongues, speaking in tongues. That's the works. She right. needed to see some more evidence. She did, It wasn't with the heart one believes in, with the mouth confession was made that got me saved. Because according to her, it was, I need, when you, I see you speaking tongues, young man, I'll know you're saved. Now, I pray in the spirit today, but that's not the prerequisite for getting saved. And a lot of denominations are out there preaching that you got to speak in tongues first. Now, how that sound? We're going out, going into all the world, making disciples, and we tell them, okay, you want to get saved? Let me see you spit out some tongue. <laughs> Let's see you spit, speak in tongues, and then God will receive you. No, he said just believe it. He gave us an example with Abraham. 
Abraham didn't speak in tongues or nothing. He just told, the scripture says, Abraham believed God. Well, believe what God said in his word. Right. And it was credited to him as right. Same now, thing see, today. Now, Same I, thing I'm today. I'm the spectrum. You got the churches that believe the tongues is of the devil. And if you're speaking in tongues, you're going to hell straight and true. Well, that ain't, that ain't Bible, though. <laughs> right. You know, let's That's get it from the word. Mean, see, uh, this is where it goes back to works again. So it, one side says, if you do this, then you're saved. The other side says, if you don't do that, you're saved. What we got goes back right back to that scripture. You know what? And John 3 said, For God so loved the world, they sent a son that whoever would believe in him would be saved. Not whoever would go to church, not whoever would speak in tongues, not whoever would not speak in tongues, whoever would believe in him should would be saved. Well, and like you said, I like to say, let God be true and every man be a liar. Let's just go back to the book and see what the book says about getting born again. Again, in John chapter 1, verse 12, I believe, it says, As many as received him. He gave the right to become sons of God, just like Abraham. Abraham believed God. So with that, that means you put your faith in him. Well, see, Abraham believed God, so he went. God sent him. You know, well, he did some corresponding action to right. what his Abraham's faith. Abraham's an interesting case because God says, hey, I want you to leave your family. I want you to leave everything you know. I want you to go to this place you've never been. I want you to go to this place where you don't have a house and a job and anything else, and I just want you to go. And Abraham said, okay, I'll go. You know what? We The modern, everyday Christian in America would say, well, God, I don't want to go till you, I know where I'm going to live. I don't want to know go till I know what I'm going to do for a job. I'm not going to go until I know this, that, and the other thing. And Abraham just went. He believed God. God said go. He believed God. Well, you know God, what? The, and, he and here's a revelation for the body of Christ, the church. You know what the acronym for go means, G-O? Get out. <laughs> Basically, get out of your comfort zone, Abraham. Go to a place I'm going to show you. He says, and I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to prosper you. So now Abraham had to, had to see not his family as a source, not what was familiar to him as a source, but the God, the God that spoke to him and said, go, I'm going to do this, that, and that for you. I'm your, he, actually, the Lord appeared to Abraham and says, I'm your exceeding great reward. And Abraham said, okay, I can roll with that. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. And, and Abraham must have believed or put some trust in God. And that's what God wants us to do, have trust in. And I always tell people, God and his word are like wet and water. You can't separate God from his word. Now, you could go to a restaurant and say, give me a hamburger, hold the pickles, hold the lettuce. You can't say, give me a glass of water and hold the wet. <laughs> can't do that you get the Give me water a glass of water and hold the water yeah 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 uh, no you, you get the water you get the wet with it so you get god you get his word with it so i'm only concerned about what god said in his word because him you you and your word are one and god and his word are one scripture went so far to say in the beginning was the word and the word was with god yeah, and the word yeah, was god it, it, the word is god so get the word of god on it i always tell people now if you say something to me show it to me in the scriptures and if you can't Show it to me in the word. I don't want to hear it. I, I, I'm pushing it aside because it's wrong. <laughs> so like Paul was telling the Galatians, who bewitch you? He even went so far and say, look what he said in uh, verse five. Therefore, he who supplies the spirit to you and work miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? I'm going to say he does it by the hearing of faith. Right. See, his he whole, did nothing by the law. <laughs> his whole point here is they started off good. They started off by believing, saying, you know, and this, and this is relevant to today because so many people just like you get all of a sudden this revelation and they realize what God's talking about. They get saved because of faith. 
Now, I'm not saying you've done this because I know you haven't. But then at some point, they start going to church and they start believing, well, you know, I also need to do this. I also need to, and whatever that is at, at their particular juncture in life, I also have to do this too. And Paul's whole point is, why do you want to go back to the law? Why do you want to go back to your own works? Why do you want to go back to your own efforts? Because you didn't receive the Spirit because of those things. You received the Spirit because of your faith in Jesus Christ. Look. And this is relevant again today because too many people want to go back to the old way. They were saved by grace. They started out saved by grace. They started out perfect. They started out just what God wanted. And then all of a sudden, something crept in somewhere where all of a sudden their own efforts, their own works, once again, seem to be important to them that that they would also not do that. I, I know that there are some churches, um, our church, Church of God Anderson, Indiana, back in the 50s and 60s, I, I know people that grew up. You didn't go to the movie. You didn't go dancing. Keeping that law, huh? Keeping that law. Now, that's the law they made up. Because that ain't in the Bible. You didn't play cards. You didn't do any of that. That's the law they made up. Hey, I. I, My wife went to that same type of church. They couldn't go to the movies. And I was like, well, I can't go to the movies. I can't go to the grocery store because some of those same. And I asked the pastor's wife, the one that told me I wasn't saved, why I couldn't go to the movies because inquiring minds want to know. I wanted to know why I can't do that. And you know what she said? Because sinners are there. Sinners are there. <laughs> sinners are everywhere. Well, I better not go to save more. I better not go to Safeway because sinners are there. I better not step out of my house. And I thought I was supposed to G.O. get out and go into all the world and let my light if shine. we're not going to go where there's sinners, we're gonna, it's going to be pretty limited. But that was their doctrine. They taught them that don't you go be around no sinners because you know they'll contaminate well, I you. I have some really good friends in the church that when they were kids, their parents... They couldn't play cards. And so they would all be playing cards. And then they'd like see the minister or somebody out the window <laughs> or somebody from church. They'd put the cards under the drawer. Well, and, and that's hide what the cards. That's what Paul was talking about, in essence, about you trying to keep the law. But look what he says right here in uh, verse 10, Galatians 3:10. For as many are of the works of the law are under the curse. Oh, why would I want to be under a curse? That's what he's saying. Why yeah, do you yeah. want to go back to that? Right. I'd rather stay under the blessing then. Because remember it? If you be Christ, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, that the blessing of Abraham may come on us. That's Galatians 3, uh, 13. And actually, if we keep reading, it goes into that. Look at this. Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all the things which are written in the book of the law to do them. So if you're going to keep the law now, he's saying, you got to keep it all. Right. I mean, and, you, and, and James we, said it. If you do one little thing wrong, uh, bam. Right, right. So why would you, and Paul said, why would you want to stay under the law because you stay under the law, you cursed, and, and curse means I don't receive the blessings. So I don't want to go there. And look what verse 11 says, that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God. No one. So why would you want to stay there? Uh, and here's one of our favorites. That no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. For the just shall live by faith. That's Amen. us. Amen. We're the justified. We live by faith, not by the law. And actually in First John it says who the law was made for. For, for murderers, for the unrighteous. We're the righteous. So we just yeah, have to The know. law was made that, as a schoolmaster that we might know that we're sinners. That's the purpose of the law is that we would know. If there was no law, we could say, hey, I've never done anything wrong. Oh. The purpose of the law is that we might realize that we are in sinners in need of salvation. Look at verse 12. Look, yet the law is not of faith. <laughs> 
I thought the just should live by faith. Look, verse 7 says, the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. Oh, I ain't living by the law. <laughs> I'm living by faith in wow. Jesus Christ because he paid for it all. When he sat up on that cross and shouted out, it is finished, he took your sins and my sins, past, present, and future. It is finished. I don't have to work for God to like me. He so loved me. Remember, by this, the scripture says, he first loved us. Oh, well, the pressure's off now. If he first loved me, I don't have to work for him to love me. No, he already loved me. He loved me so much, he sent his only son to die for me. If that ain't love, I don't know what love is. Right. So now I can be obedient. Somebody asked me one day, what, what came first, um, grace or faith? And I said, of course, grace came first because God's grace came for God so loved the world that he sent his son before we ever had faith. He sent his son before we ever had faith. So his grace came before our faith and he puts his grace out there. And so, you know, the song Amazing Grace, a lot of people know the song Amazing Grace. I love the song Amazing Grace. And when you think about God's grace, it actually is amazing because Romans says that not only where we sinners, we're the enemies of God. Now, enemies. we don't like to think of ourselves as the enemies of God. Maybe I did a few wrong things. Man, maybe, I know, I, I, know maybe, I was an enemy of God. Maybe I, maybe I wasn't perfect, but most people don't like to actually think of themselves as an enemy of God. Well, let God be true. And yet he says that we were the enemy of God. So let God be true. If he said you were an enemy of his, and you know what? That goes for every human being. We but all I, were enemies of God. I might have fibbed to my mom and dad once or twice. Dude, I, you was an enemy of God. But I never was an enemy of God. <laughs> yes, you were. We don't like to think of that. Richard, terms, speaking of this, I ask some people that don't know, don't have an understanding. I ask them, how long have you been saved? I know you hear this one a lot, too. You ask them, how long have you been saved? All my life. All your life. <laughs> so you came out of your mother's womb saying, praise the Lord, hallelujah, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. No, when... When did you receive Jesus? Remember, as many as received him. When did you accept Jesus as Lord and Savior? And a lot of people, when they say all their life, they tell me you ain't saved. Because I remember when I got saved. That's your birthday. That's the new birth. The scripture says that's which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that's what's born of spirit is spirit. That's over in John 2 before he says as many as received him. So if you say all my life, okay, you just said, oh, I've been going to church all my life. But you perhaps never said, Lord, I surrender. I make you the Lord of my life. Come into my heart. I know I sinned and I realize what Jesus did. If you ain't did that and received Jesus as Lord and Savior, I got some bad news for you right now. Well, you got some good news, too. You can be saved because many as called upon his name shall be saved. And that's God's desire that we believe on the name of Jesus. So if you ain't did that, you can do that. And we want to... Ignite your faith on fire and give you that opportunity to go to Romans chapter 10 and read it. And just like I did in the privacy of my own home, you can be saved. Your name can be written in the Lamb's book of life. And you can start entering that abundant life that Jesus said he came to give us in John 10, 10. You know, I think that sometimes for people, if you've been in church your whole life, it's actually harder in some ways to get saved. Especially in a religious church. Right, because now I would have to admit to these people that all this time I've been going here and they thought I was saved, that I wasn't. Well, and you should let the think, truth set you free. But I mean, now they're going to think I'm a hypocrite. Now they're going to think that I wasn't doing what I was saying that I was doing. Well, now you just expose yourself. You was doing it all by works. Right. But but I mean, sometimes I think it is, it's harder. For, expose for, yourself. 
person to be a Christian after you've gone to church for a really you know long what? time because I, then you do have to expose yourself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it ain't hard because, again, I got God's word on it. Let God be true and every man a lie. Whom the Son set free is free indeed. If you're walking around with that burden on you, knowing you ain't saved, you've been faking it <laughs> till you make it. It's okay to fake it till you make it. But at some point, surrender. Lord, I was just watching a story the other day on the Word Network about this guy he went to search out was Jesus real. He was a reporter for the Chicago Tribune or Herald. And he did a research to, to discredit Christianity. And in his research, he found out that uh, God was the truth, the way, Jesus was the truth, the way, and the life. And he repented, and he got his name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So it's never too late. I'm right. reminded, I mean, it's never too late. Sometimes we think it's too late, but it's never too late. And here's a prime example. The guy that was on the cross, there was two guys on each side of Jesus when getting crucified at the same day. And one almost said he almost didn't make it, the murderer. He says, Jesus, I believe that you are who you say you are. And Jesus said something. He said, this day you will be with me in paradise. So it's never too late to uh, receive Jesus Lord and Savior. And we're probably going to end our broadcast real shortly. But before we do, we always want to make available to you for any love offering of any amount, Drake Travis's best-selling book, Heal Empower, Voice Activated. Again, discover today how your words bless, heal, and restore. We want to make this book available for you to you. It's a great book. I'm reading myself. We had Drake on the broadcast last week. We will have him back. And we like to make this book available to you. And if you don't want to get it from us for any love donation, you can also get it on Amazon or any other bookstore because it's a bestseller. Heal Empower, Voice Activated by Drake Travis. Oh, send your love offering to P.O. Box to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. If this ministry is a blessing to you, we... Uh, we desire to stay on the air, and uh, we need your financial support if we're to stay on the air in your local community. So, again, love offerings to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. And remember, we walk by faith and not by sight. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California. And remember, for a love offering of any amount, We'll rush to you Drake Travis's best-selling book, Healing Power, Voice Activated. Again, discover today how your words bless, heal, and restore. Again, this is Vince Haney and Richard Hort Jr. for Faith on Fire. And remember, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire. P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.